Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in, a couple things. First of all, we'd love if you'd leave a five-star review. We, those big those reviews are really big to us. Also, go over and check out our sponsors, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. So easy to set up, easy to use, will make your team, you know, will make your team better shooters. I can guarantee that. And not necessarily scores, but the great thing is they've they've dealt with that problem. And now you have trainers there, you have things on the Dr. Dish, it will actually help you become a better scorer. So go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Right now, we're, we got a quarterly membership. We're trying something new here. We think it's a great innovation for all of you. Maybe jump in for three months and, and, and kick the tires around. Um, we believe in teachhoops.com so much that we have a 14-day free trial right now. No one else has that. No one else had. No one else are you going to get their bat phone and be able to get on a call and help them through. So our roadmap is is second to none too. It will walk you through your basketball journey. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. So Craig's stuff, and then right. I'll work with my guys on our quick hitters, our out of bounds, our mm-hmm. stuff with yep. nobody. And then yeah, I love that. That's yeah, I do too. I do too. And then we were, we're fortunate enough that we had a, a junior on the scout team who he'll be a senior next year. He's going to be one of our captains. Honestly, he's not going to play a meaningful minute. And we've right. had this, com- excuse me, he and I have had this conversation already, but he's invaluable. Right. Because he's an upperclassman on the scout team and he's making sure these young guys are doing it right, are paying attention. They aren't just goofing around. And, and I, I called him in. In fact, the day of this practice, I called him in and, and just talk to him about that, how valuable you are. I don't tell you that enough. Right. And we're not. Some of those guys, some of those freshmen are thinking, I'm just waiting for my time. Exactly. Like, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Like, my time will come. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> those, you know, those guys that just love being, a, you know, a Spartan or a, a right. Zephyr or whoever, they're, they're invaluable. I, I, and I'm telling you, how many coaches are going to use COVID-19 as a prime example? Don't assume something's going to happen. Yeah. 
Like yeah. this might be your last season. Like yeah. how many spring sport athletes, their season's over. Like it never yeah. happened, you know? So I, yeah, I know they, and, and yeah, you love it. And then again, we go back, then we went to a shooting drill. We did a partner shooting drill. Okay. Then we went to our half court offense. Um, we added a new quick hitter uh, for the game. It was one of their plays. So we called it Bobcat, which is their nickname. That. So we're like, we're going to run it right back at them because they kicked our butt with it the last time we played them. We've done that. I've run, I've run Craig's out of bounds play right back at them. It's like, <laughs> we'll get good at it and then we'll know what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've done this for, 20 plus years we script our first three plays see i i've tried that does it work do you think it works um I've, and does it change yes and does, and does no. that script and does the script that first of all does it help the kids feel more secure does do you change the script game to game yes we change it game to game okay good and and i'll tell them and i'll tell them it like to be steve there we'll do it for different reasons Sometimes we're just doing it. We're going to run a play because they run four different ball screen defenses. I want to see how they're going to guard us. Ah, that's so you're, you're, just, you're, you're prodding the, the yeah. front line basically. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we'll do it because we think we've got a good matchup on whatever it is. So we're going to run an action to get Nick in space against the guy that's guarding him because he can't guard him. So let's run that early. Right. Uh, Sometimes – I don't know. Sometimes we're just doing it. Let's make sure our post guy gets a touch because we don't throw it to him enough. So let's make sure Josh gets a touch. But there's different reasons that we'll run it. Some and so I think it. I, I you know what I've never actually tracked it. Tracked it. I should track it. Hey, um, it'd be a good thing to do right now when you have all this free time. Yeah, it would. <laughs> what uh, what um, how often do you have shot clock problems? We hardly have any. Okay. Um, if I would be willing to bet. I can think of one shot clock violation all season that we had. Um, synergy is because your guys because your guys can if they have the ball they can create something. Right, right. So this yeah. is my whole issue, and I've told Jerry. I said I don't really care if there's a shot clock, but I'm going to take the other side. And here's the reason: first of all, I think high school athletics only a small percentage of these kids are actually going to play college. Mm -hmm. So us prepping them for that is a silly reason, in my yes. opinion. <laughs> um, high school athletics is unique in the sense that the game can be different. You might see a yeah. first fast pace game. You might see a slow pace. Game. And I said, the shot clock's not going to affect my teams. I mean, literally I'm going to be able to count one hand the number of times the shot clock's going to be an issue of my yeah. team. But when you get to some of these small schools, the kids that maybe can't create and yeah. the third player has the ball with seven seconds, you're going to have some horrible basketball, in my opinion. That's what, you know, yeah, I agree with you. And then one of the arguments was about, um, adding depth, developing more players. Well, if I'm at Benton and I got 74 kids, I'm playing all the ones I got. Right. Well, the first thing, they did the right thing for playing more kids. To go to halves makes me play more kids. Love it. Yeah. I have I, no I was problem. thinking of halves, yeah. I, I have no halves. problem of halves. I wasn't like, mm, I'm not sure about this when it started. It's making me play more kids, which is exciting for high school athletics. Perfect. I wish they gave me another timeout one yeah. to, to burn somewhere so i could teach or whatever i'll keep fighting for that but um that that had a reason for a rule i'm not i just don't see that i, I don't it's definitely not going to happen now but there's not gonna be any money left to put shot clocks in so it's dead for a while at least yeah i agree uh well your your thought about the um 
Sorry, I was trying the, to look up the some kids stats creating or yeah, yeah. Um, just about the the halves, right? Because Iowa still plays quarters, Illinois still plays quarters, Wisconsin. So we're recruiting all three of those states. I'd much rather go watch a game in Wisconsin. The flow is better. Yes, absolutely. And the, and and then, the, and the funny thing is, yes. I coach it like it's a college game. There, my best players coming out at some point. Yep. In the first half, I gotta rest my. I got it. Mm-hmm. And like Cade last year was my point guard. I had to give him. I literally had to have assistants say, "You got to give him a minute or two in the first half, minute or two in the second half. You have to do it." Yeah. Like Agreed. in the old days, she Wesley won't come off the floor. Like Jaron was playing the whole game if he could, because yeah. he had but, breaks. You know, there was yeah, no we, problem with him getting. We won the state title with six guys. Right. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, but that's harder on a bigger court now. Yes. And, and with happy. with halves, it would be harder. It would be. Um, yeah. I was look when I was looking up here. You asked me how the the shot clock affected us. So we played two thousand five hundred eighty three half court possessions. Ninety of them, we took a shot with less than four seconds on the shot clock. Right. Um, and I'll <laughs> bet you, if you took at those ninety, I'll bet you thirty of those were when half. we were right. Or or we were running. It's end of game, and we're just running our our fist yeah. play at eight. Yeah. You know, with the lead. Um, yeah. So yeah, shot clock wasn't really. That's, I, I don't think. I, I don't think to... it's and it doesn't really become. Yeah, I don't think it become that big of a factor in high school either. I think it's just. Yeah. I, I'm um, with you about the game being, being unique. You know, it, right. I, I, I let let high school have its own game. Right. I mean, you saw some of my teams in like five mm-hmm. nine. I'll go up and down the court. But my last state tournament team in 2017, we literally wanted to beat you 42-48. You know, 48-42. Like, we were going to grind you. We were going to take a – because that's what we could do. I I had a great center. I I had good guards that were serviceable. But we had size. We were going to grind you. That's what makes it great. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't know. I think they're all going to become vanilla. If They're all going to – all the styles are going to become very similar – you know, I love the NBA. I love the NBA. I haven't watched a game this year because all the teams are the same. They are. Until playoffs, yeah. Yep. The best part of the about the NBA is watching the last dance. But yeah. um, all right, let's let's jump in. Let's jump into some questions I have. Um, sure. So if you could pick three things to do at practice, what would you do? Pick to do three things to do at practice. Yep, you can only you can only do three things at practice. Oh boy. Okay. So it's like I'm stuck on an island. What You're three stuck on an island. Yeah. And um, what like so for for a young coach out there, they're thinking, okay, what do you think are the three most important things to do at practice? Well, sort not really involved in this question, but if you're a young coach and you're coaching alone, coach from the middle of the floor. Oh, I like that. You know, okay. don't don't Coach from the middle, so that if you get things going on everywhere, you can see them all. Anyway, because I, I I was I was that, and I yeah. learned that that I had to go coach from the middle before. I love um, that. What three things would I do? Um, you got to shoot. You got to shoot, 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 shoot. And it's um, one of the things I'm terrible at, and I've gotten better at. Yep. It's like I forget about it, and it's like, yeah. and the reason the reason I got better at it is because I got a shooter in the house, and he would say, "Dad, man, we're not getting enough shots up, man." Like I used to do, shoot. Yeah. I used to do like ex, not exit, but I give them exit surveys. Um, I haven't done it in a while, but it'd be like, what do we do? Well, what do we need, what do we need to do? Shoot. We got to shoot more coach. And inevitably every year and every year I'm not going to shoot more. And I never did. I know. Um, but yeah, shoot. You got to shoot. I think, um, I th- think you got to be able to guard the ball, you know, and, and 
you can't play at the collegiate level if you can't guard the ball. Right. Like that's the difference between a kid playing D two D or the difference in the difference in the D two kid and maybe the D one kid or the mid major between the majors, mm-hmm. how they can defend the ball. Like, yeah, can you, absolutely. Cause they can all like there's D two kids. that can score with D one kids, but they can't defend the person in front right. of them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and I, and I get, cause it's hard now cause you're talking about three things and you got to get into team concepts, but, um, and I guess the, the, the other one, man, is I would really, of course, if I'm a high school coach, I don't know if I get as worked up about closeouts because there's going to be guys I don't care if we close them out, you know? Um, so guarding the ball and shooting, boy, I think passing and catching. Um, I put footwork in because I think I'm sure. I yeah. think footwork's yeah. horrible. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I would, well, right, I'd cheat because we do passing and catching and incorporate footwork into it. Yeah, <laughs> do that. What would you uh, What would you tell your younger self? Oh boy, um, you are nowhere near as smart as you thought you were. <laughs> That's true. Oh my God, I think I've become a worse coach every year. I think I know less <laughs> and less every year. Oh man, I can remember being twenty five and thinking I invented the game. You know, right, right. And and at some point you realize I don't know anything. And then you get then you get to work and figure some things out and what works for you and what doesn't. And What's your favorite way to defend a ball screen? My favorite way is, is the hard hedge. Well, okay. if it's a five, if, if it's a five, one, five, two, anything with a five, okay. uh, one, one through four, we're going to switch it. Oh, you are. Yeah. All we the time. switch everything one through four. I love switching. Yeah. Cause it um, makes them talk too. Yeah. But if, if it's a five, we're going to, we're going to hard hedge it. Um, back going back to high school when we ran the dribble drive, the teams that gave us the most trouble were the teams that switched. The teams that were going to man up and, and fight through them, we kicked their butts. Right, because you'd make that – you'd get the turn because you you're bet. good enough to get the turn. Yeah. yeah. What's your biggest challenge as a coach? Oh, boy. Um, Is that 22-mile drive ever a challenge? Only when it's snowing. Okay. Um, yeah, I know that – no, I don't – do you I, listen I to pod- like what do you do on that 22 minute drive? Do you listen to podcasts? Um, you recruit? What do you do? Um, you, I, I usually listen to music. Okay. You know, I've got my playlist and, and I, I listen to my music. Although so it's, I your have, down, it's your downtime before you become, yeah. come home. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. And, and honestly, a lot of recruiting ends up at home. Um, okay. if, a, a great piece of advice I got from Lance Randall when I went from high school to college as, as the assistant, he said, you got to, there's got to be one night a week where you're dad and husband and you're not coach. Okay. There's got to be one night a week, you put the phone away. There's got to be one night a week that you're a dad and, and you're a husband. Um, I think as an assistant coach, you can do that as a head coach. Can't as much as I want to. Right. I'm, I'm coach 24 seven. Yeah. You're never um, off. Yeah. Um, and my kids know that and they, they still know how to, get into my life I and mean, right. like yeah, yeah, ignore yeah. them or anything. You just start um, bringing them along too. I mean, that's they part of do. The, that, yeah. Yep. That yeah. is part of the fun. They one just, of my, yeah. One right. of my kids still goes to, you know, as at the eighth grader, he's gone every year on the road somewhere different with us. Now my freshman doesn't like to do that. Right. But next year when he's in high school, won't be able to do it because he'll be playing, but yeah, it is yeah, fun. It is fun. Yes. I mean, I've had many great trips with Drew just throwing him on the bus or on the yep. plane. And yeah. Um, what, what do you think the hardest skill to teach is? I think the hardest skill to teach is probably footwork. 
I think um, it is too. I think screening and te- footwork. I think those yeah. two teaching the screen well and how to read it is mm-hmm. really hard at the high school level. I think yeah. footwork is too because we don't have the time that you do. Right. Um, we get we get more time to do that, and then especially when we're getting chances, we do the footwork stuff is getting taught a lot in those three and four man groups. Right. You know, right. We're just doing box drills and anything you know that's who we're going for so is there one coaching moment over your like 30 years that we could dive into that someone could learn something from a success Um, a failure something we could dive into deep dig deep into it i i i here so here it is it's um it's a a good bad moment or a bad good moment um the year after we won the state title our the guy that was going to be the MVP of our league tears his ACL in the last football game. Um, we still have two starters from that team. Our guy that was going to be the starting point guard, academics took him out. So we go into the first day of practice, we're down two starters. And the one kid that tore his ACL was the leader. So now they're the My, leadership. He's done. Like ACL yeah. is done. Like he's you're done. done. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. It's a huge void. We're bringing up sophomores that really shouldn't be playing varsity, but we're like, uh, you're the next best guy. Right. And so it gets to be Christmas. We're four and three. And we call up football with Scales Mound, Illinois. Okay. And so it's the day before we play Scales Mound. We finally put like three good practices in a row together. And I'm starting to feel like, all right, you know, we're getting this. And we have an hour of the worst practice. It was <laughs> brutal. And I just threw them out before we even did any scouting. I'm like, just go home. I'm done with you or whatever. And so the next day, um, when we get to scales mile, I don't teach. Right. So I don't get a chance to talk to these guys. Well, plus it was over Christmas. Break Which anyway. harder. That, that's definitely harder for a high school coach to yeah. not like I'm, I agree. I told my wife today, I'm like 53. I told her, I said, I'm not ready to retire because I'm really missing my guys. Yeah. I'm missing yes. my class. I'm missing Absolutely. my guys. Yeah. Like it's just I'm not miss, the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm missing just, I text our guys, everybody. There's a like, I text them all the time. We're staying in touch, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. Um, no. So we get to the, we get to the game and I'm like, okay, everybody in the locker room, once the JV game starts and it, it, we were fighting and for the soul of our team because we had the wrong guys leading. Yep. And I sat them all down and I went through each kid and told them what I thought of them. Point blank. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent. And, you know, some of it was good. So, and, but our best player, I remember I said, Matt, you, you don't get to have a bad practice. You don't get to have a bad – I'm sorry. You don't get to have a bad practice. So you can't practice like you did last night. All last night's your fault. It really wasn't all his fault. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Right. But I, I laid it on him and because I knew he could take it. Right. And, and and that's a very valuable lesson for people for the young coaches listening. You gotta read your personnel. Mm-hmm. Like 
I know the kids I can go after. Yeah. Like that's where I'm missing my guys right now. Cause this is where I build that. Like, I know I can go after yes. X, but I can't go after Y. And if I say three words to, to Z, I'll lose them for a week. <laughs> like, no, I'm just saying that's, and I'm yeah. not learning that. I'm not learning those little strings I got to pull right now that I'm going to need in November, February. That's the hard part. Yes. And when, and it go, and going back to those, those small group workouts that we do, you're is, learning them. Oh man. And, and it's yeah. so, cause, cause we're not trying to win Saturday. Yeah. It's much more relaxed. We can, they're still working hard. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you're, you're, you're building, you're building yeah. a rapport. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, there's more time to, you know, they get to poke fun at coach or whatever right. and, and right. vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we go through each kid and I tell them and, and the two kids that were being the wrong guys leading, I didn't, I didn't lay into him. I said to one kid, I'm like, you know, A, do you think you practice hard every day? And he said, he looked at me stunned and he said, sometimes. I said, do you think that's enough? Right. And then I moved on to the next guy and I'm like, B, I don't even know what to tell you because right. I don't know what to tell you. You don't, you don't have any idea how to do what we're trying to do. Right. And we left it at that. We went up and, and we played our young guys. We played four sophomores and our junior was our best player. And those two seniors played a little bit. And I couldn't have wrote a script any better. We got down 21 to six. And I made an adjustment of who was guarding whom. And then we started pressing them. We ended up winning by 11. And these young guys did it all. And it's probably and they were and they, and they were on they were on the ship at that point. Yeah, like you had them. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. it's probably as elated. Ah, that's an exaggeration. It was as elated, just regular season, nondescript win, as I've ever been around, except for those two guys in the corner who just realized we aren't that important. Right. And the funny part is, one of them bought in, the other didn't. And by the end of the year, we were playing in the regional final. And he was sitting in the, the one that bought in was sitting in the corner, uh, nervous as a cat before the regional final. And I'm like, I win. Right. I won this round. Right. And we, we, I remember coming home to my wife and just being so excited that we, we won the soul of our team tonight. Right. We battled for their soul. And that, and that's what, I mean, it's such, it's, especially with teenage boys, it's so Mm -hmm. psychological. It really is. It's like, Oh, I just so miss that. Um, If you could change one thing about basketball, what would you change? No, you're going to think this is silly. If you crotch a shot, it should be a turnover. It should not be a held ball. If I could be king for a day, that's the rule I change. Oh, you're talking about the one that gets stuck between the rim and the backboard? That should not be a jump ball. That should shouldn't be a, be a jump ball. ball. It's a turnover. Yeah, exactly. I agree that. that should be a turnover. If I can okay, so you and I both have you and I both have our things. I'm trying to get rid of the jump ball. Yep. Like, okay. But because the officials are horrible. Oh, oh my god. Because they make it once a game, maybe twice a game if there's an yeah. overtime. Why do double overtime games? Why are they doing that? Like, like <sighs> give the visiting team the ball. Sure. Let's go. I can live with that. Alternating with that. possession. It's an archaic part of the game. Yeah. Why are we making these officials that are accountants during the day throw <laughs> the ball up once? They throw it up six times in a year, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, they're taking turns doing it. 
right? And the, yeah. and the thing, and the problem is they don't know. They might do your game and then come to our game. <laughs> the kid is a little different as far yeah. as, you know, Benton and Memorial, as far as how that, yeah. you know, you got two six seven guys jump in. Yeah. And then they they're go just, do the college game the next day with the six eight six nine. Right. From they just, they're yeah. horrible at that toss. Yeah. Like, so, and then I tell my guys, I said, they well, they go, why do you care? I go, well, because when I played, every ball was a jump oh, ball. Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? I go, well, there's a loose ball. It was a jump ball. They go, what? I go, that's why they had the circles. Yeah, those little, that doesn't exist anymore. No, they don't, they don't get that. Yeah. Um, all right, let, I'm going to do rapid fire here because I want to okay. get you off, Coach. So here's what rapid fire is. I give you a question, and it's usually one or, one or two word answer. Okay. What is your I'm not favorite, good at those one or two answers. What is, your favorite, what is your favorite brand of basketball? I mean, the type that you play with in a game, the circular brand of basketball. Sure. Um, it's be the, the Spalding TF 1000 or whatever. Okay. Is called. that what your NAIA uses? It is. Yep. Okay. It is. That's um, what we used at Benton too. Okay. That's what I love. I love the feel of that. Yeah. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Smooth. Okay. One sporting event that you could go to anything in the world. You can go to any sporting event in the yeah. world. How about an Olympic basketball final? Ooh, that'd be good. I took my son to the final four in Minneapolis. That was pretty special. Yeah, I, we went to uh, 14 and 15. I took both – my wife and I took our two older boys yeah. uh, when Wisconsin played. And, and, uh, it I've was been, pretty I've, cool seeing Tony yes. win it in yes. Minneapolis. And awesome. Yeah, that it, would be awesome. It was um, – uh, one thing you look for in a recruit. Um, first thing we're going to notice how hard you play. I tell, I tell the guys, I said, the only way you can stand out at these things is – you have to you have to stand out on effort mm -hmm. in Rockford on a Tuesday. Yep. Like you better be if you're diving for every ball and you're they're gonna at least look at you. They might not recruit yeah. you, but they're gonna like who's that kid? Like, exactly, and we're gonna watch you a little more and find out if you can play. And and, and if you talk, if you talk, and if, and if you talk, I love that. I, um, I've spent time. I sorry. I go ahead. I've gone to spoke at camps and I said if you're six one or shorter, I can swing a jump rope in any gym in Wisconsin and hit three guys just like you. Yep. You better stand out. And that's what I told my son. I, so, so my, my son, I said, the only way he didn't play, he didn't play summer basketball for two last two years of his high school career. I said, the only way you're going to play for me is you got to get good at something. Like mm -hmm. yeah, you need to be exceptional. And he's got legitimate NBA range. If he's open, I said, now you can play because yeah. you're a coach's kid. You'll be in the right position. Yeah. I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. I love recruiting coaches, kids. Right. Cause and, he, and, and they're and, leaders too. And he, he understood his role. Sometimes he started, sometimes he didn't start, you know, whatever. I mean, it's like, he has no false sense. If he can go to Middlebury and be on the team, he'll be happy. He'll work. He'll be a good leader. I told the yeah, coach, I said, if he makes your team, by the time he's a senior, you'll love the kid. He may never be a player for you, but you'll love him because he's coach's kid. Yeah. Like he has no false sense of who he is. Um, anyway, um, favorite pregame meal. Um, Pancheros. Ooh, that's a good one. For, for me, not for the players. <laughs> one skill not being taught. Um, honestly, I almost shooting. It's almost overtaught, but I, I don't think they – it's shooting. I think it's a type of game shots, too. I'm a big Dr. Dish guy, but just getting on the dish isn't enough. It's right. how you shoot on those. Well, that goes back to footwork, too, Steve, because we always talk about um, – I, I, you know, all this form stuff, I'll go knock down 80% of my free throws, but it's where my feet are. It's not, it's, 
that's not the shot you're shooting in the game. Your right. feet determine so much. And that's what I, Drew and I were working on. I said, sometimes you got to be hopper. Sometimes you got to be yeah. a stepper. Sometimes yeah. you got to be like, you can't be one. I know you can make 80% of these if you hop every time, but sometimes they're going to crouch you. So now yeah. what are you going to do? Now you got to yeah. be a step, like uh, all this kind of, yeah, they don't, they don't, th that conceptual thing is, um, it's hard. Um, one thing you do to relax. Honestly, I, just kind of lay down and nap. I mean, I, I always joke about having a game day nap. You know who does that? Coach K. Really? He does. He does yeah. it. He's done it for all 800. He always goes home and takes a nap. And, and it's in one of his books. I don't remember which book yeah. it was I read. And the reason he does it, he goes, I take the nap before the game because when are you the sharpest during the day? Yeah. Right when you wake up, the morning tends to be the best part of your day and the sharpest part of your day. So he goes, I always take a nap before a game because then I feel like I'm my sharpest to yeah, go coach the game. That makes sense. We've, um, got a, we've got a couch in our locker room that I'll sneak down in sometimes <laughs> during the game day and sneak one in. One superstition you have. I tie my shoes when I'm nervous. Really? Yes. Okay. Do you stand um, the whole game? Me, uh, crouch. You crouch. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. Okay. Um, best basketball player of all time you've seen in person. That I've seen in person. In person. Larry Bird. Oh, you saw Larry. Yes. Were you a Celtics or a Laker? I'm a Celtics fan. Okay. I, I, I interviewed a, a coach from Ireland. Obviously, he was a Celtics fan. Yeah. But I was him and I had like a five-minute conversation about like the – in the 80s, you were you, – there was no yep. middle. You yep, were either absolutely. Lakers or Celtics. There was Still no, like, there were no in between. Like no. you could, you couldn't be a Laker fan and a Celtic fan. It was like, yeah. people don't understand that, that rivalry. Um, best player of all time. Well, it's Jordan, you know, I think, I think LeBron's close, but it's Jordan. I, you know why it's Jordan and it was in one of the specials. He never lost a final. Yeah. Like, you know, LeBron's other guys have lost finals. He's never, he was in every final he was in. He won. That's something. Um, I, I think Bill Russell is probably the most unappreciated because he never lost a game where it was win or go home or, you know, right. win, advance, lose, go home. Yeah. In his life, he never did, lost a game. That's insane. College. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Uh, honestly, my wife. Ooh, that's a good. Yeah, cause, and she's got a background in, in – uh, Social work. You probably watch more film than like coaching films because of your business than any yep. human being. <laughs> and, and because I ran the WBCA coaches clinic for 20 years, saw more clinicians than, you know. You know, I, you know what I other. tell young coaches too? I said those clinics are great, but I have learned more from clinicians that are high school coaches than from yeah. hearing Bob Huggins' stories. They're funny and they're <laughs> yeah. great but you're not going to learn what's going to help you on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Um, I remember watching Dana Kirk. So that's, I was young talking about, I was coaching junior high and he was talking about, I'm going to throw it to my six ten guy here. And he's going to throw it to his six ten right. guy there. I left, you know, we don't, I could stack my guys up and couldn't right. do two six. If you guys. want to go to Vegas and go to the clinic, great, but you're yeah. really not going for the clinic. You're going yeah. to have some fun in Vegas. You know, the clinic's good. You'll get a couple golden yeah. nuggets I refer to, but You'll walk out of there with three things that you could have, you know. Yeah. Um, best game you've seen in person? Best game I've seen in person. Um, this is going to be crazy because nobody's going to know it. The best game I've ever been to in person was a high school game in Indiana 
in like 1989 between uh, West Vigo, which is Terre Haute West and Terre Haute South. And it's, it was in the Indiana, it was like the second round of their tournament, you know? So it's our regional semifinal. Right. And there were 11,000 people in the Holman center, which is where Indiana state plays. And it was, it was one on a free throw with no time on the clock. It was crazy. It's, it's been 20 plus years. I still remember that game. I take my triple overtime uh, state championship in 2011. Game. That was 2011. Was uh, I, I watched that? That was the Brendan Ortiz soccer. one. Yep. And uh, the the kid called a timeout and didn't have it, and oh. it was just it was one of those weird games. Um, favorite quote? Um, Nothing great has ever been a comp- achieved without enthusiasm. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that goes back to our practice thing. You better have enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, I use that a lot. Oh, I bet. One word to describe your coaching style. Calm. Okay. Best basketball coach of all time. Popovich. I like pop too. Yeah. Uh, one book you would recommend. Oh, um, you had three on your list. Yeah. The one, I don't even know, put this on the list. My favorite book of all time is a book called a hope in the unseen by Ron Suskind. And I don't okay. know if that was on the list. It wasn't. Um, it's about a, a, an inner city, I want to say Baltimore high school student who had great grades, got into Brown, but wasn't prepared uh, emotionally or even academically. And it was, it, it was, it's phenomenal. Um, otherwise, a basketball book. What's the name uh, of that book? I, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, a Hope in the Unseen. And the author is Ron Suskind. And if it was a basketball book, I'd say Stuff Good Players Should Know by Dick DeVinci. Everybody should read that book. Yeah. It's a great book. Dick was, Dick's an underappreciated mm-hmm. genius of this game, yeah. in my opinion. Yes. Um, one thing you would tell a young coach. One thing I would tell a young coach is um, enjoy winning. Because as a young coach for me personally, I got less joy from winning than I the pain of losing. I think that's a great bit of advice. I had friends telling me when we were in our stretch, he said, it take, take snapshots of this, Steve, because you're Mm going to remember this when you're older. Um, You know, it's true. It's sometimes you you, you don't see it because it's happening at the time. Um, But I think that's a great thing. All right. Last, last question is if you could give one bit of advice to somebody listening, what would that advice be? Um, Geez, I, I, well, you know, I always love the, the, the quote, I don't know where it comes from, but it's dance like nobody's watching, sing like nobody's listening and live every day like, or love every day like it's your last. Um, so that would be it. We, we have paraphrased that into basketball from time to time where I tell them, shoot like you've never missed, defend like you've never been beaten and play every possession like it's the one that could win the game. I love that. And so, so I think it goes, that can go to athletics or, and I, I've just always liked that. And although and I, I think everything we're going through in this world right now, it's like, enjoy the moment, yeah. enjoy the moments with your family. It's hard. Trust yeah. me. It's yeah. uh, we are, our, our four core. And I, I'm sorry. I know you're probably, we've been on almost two hours, but it's no, all right. really enjoy. You, you haven't broken the record. The record's like okay. 30. So you're good. Okay. <laughs> um, our, our four core values. And, and part of it is what you just talked about. Our four core values are, are joy, um, uh, compassion, or 
uh, passion and compassion and awareness. Those are our core values that stuff we talk about a lot that there, you know, there's gotta be joy in this. Uh, right. We, I used to say fun, but fun is fleeting. Joy is forever. You know, right. Um, joy is the, the seeing the birth of your child. Joy yes. is yes. Yes. And, and like in basketball, like not this year, but last year, we, we got beat by the number one ranked team in the country on the road in the conference tournament semifinals by two. And we had two shots at the end to win the game. And we went in the locker room and I was, there were no tears. Right. There were no, everybody was like, I laid it on the line and we got beat. Right. There was hugs. There was joy. There was right. hugs. Let's get some pizza. And let's go home. Right. And, and I, that to me is. Like, and, and I'm not sure in your younger days, that would have been the stretch for you. Exactly. No, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. correct. It would have been for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's been times. Yeah. Early in your career, I think you, I, I love that. It's just, it, it, yeah, you got to enjoy the wins. Yeah. And don't take the losses so hard because there's going to be you know, just as many. Yeah. My if brother could... gave me some advice. He goes, because I, I don't remember which state title we had lost one. And he goes, if you're only going to be happy when you win it all, Steve, you're not going to be very happy yeah. very often. Yeah. And even though you've won it like three or four times, you're right. still not. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, enjoy the, enjoy the ride. Like, exactly. And, and that was like early. And then it's like, you know, and then I think Gaz put it, Gaz says, no one cares you lose, Steve. So just know that. So yeah. Gaz always puts it in perspective. <laughs> well, you know, the old, the old saying. No one's going to feel sorry for you losing. I think exactly. was it, right. He yeah. used a few choice words because that's yeah. Gaz. But, <laughs> yeah. The, the old saying, the journey is the reward. Right. For us this year, that was so true. Because for Clark, we had never made the national tournament in our history. And at right. the start of the year, that was our goal. Because right. we, the, you know, and, and we made it. Yeah. And we finished second in our conference and we made it and we got our guys together after the tournament got canceled. I'm like, guys, you accomplished your goal. We just didn't get to play. You know, we made the national tournament. We, we, our name was announced. And that's all the that. Yes. Yes. So enjoy that journey. Right. Because we were, the season was going to end with a loss. We weren't going to win the national tournament. It's a great life lesson is enjoy yeah. the journey because it's like parenting. It's like, Oh, I got a kid leaving the house. He seems like he was born yesterday. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, where'd all the time go? So, well, thank you very much, Coach. I appreciate no problem, you coming Steve. on. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to hear other podcasts by Coach Collins, go over and check out High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. And then go over and subscribe to all of them and leave all of them five-star reviews. That would be great. Um, and then if you have 30 seconds after that, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.